The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and co-hosted with me, Paula P. You that, P? Yep, here, and always representing... For the red and gold in the Bay Area, the 49ers. <laughs> Don't get started yet, Pete. You know, it's going to be time when we get you for that one. <laughs> we want to just say, you know, it was a great week of football. I want to start off, Pete, with, um, always like we say, you know, a special guest out in Kansas City. Last week, we got a um, little nasty tech talk. We talked about the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, as she said, the Chiefs are 2 0. What can we say about them now, Pete? They have really, you know, they're holding their own right now. They, you know, I didn't expect them to start 2-0. New coach, new quarterback, you know, you think they would have maybe stalled a little bit. But um, I'm not, you know, with the AFC West, I'm still picking Denver to win that. I don't think Kansas City has what it takes to beat a Denver. Um, they've been, they were able to come back and beat Dallas. But, you know, Dallas is, again, one of those. Right now, they're 1-1. One so I think this week will be a very good test to see what, how they handle the Eagles. So, you know, for Kansas City fans, they should be happy. I mean, their team has already won what the total that they had for last season. So KC fans, they should be, you know, it's, it's a fun start for them so far, so they should be happy. But we'll see, this, we'll see tomorrow night against the Eagles, your team. Yeah, and I agree with you, Pete. You know, you got to look at, Kansas City, uh, what they did last year, they already had what the wins that they had last year, so it's a good start one, but like you say, that AFC, I don't see them this year. I can see them in a year or two building and becoming one of those teams, but because um, you got Denver right now, it's too explosive over there. you got New England that's dropping this year. Pittsburgh's dropping nine now, so I can see Kansas City in a couple of years becoming that powerhouse. Do you see that, Pete? Well, <laughs> becoming a powerhouse. You wait. You know who the quarterback is, and I was not. I've never been a fan of Alex Smith. So to look at them as a powerhouse again, you know, he's even had a pretty good start. But I watched him for eight years in San Francisco, so I think it's just a matter of time. Alex Smith is a great game controller. He was that in San Francisco. If you're going to need big plays from him, throws long. Passes down the field. If I was Kansas City, you're, you know, he didn't show us that in San Francisco. So, well, you know, that's the question mark. Is Alex going to keep playing like just that clock manager, you know, just get these little, little bit of yards at a time? Or, you know, is he going to turn into something else? So, powerhouse, mm, I think we'll, we'll know more after this season. 
I think we'll see. Yeah, and I got to disagree with you on that. You talk about Alex Smith. Let's talk about that. How can you say he didn't do nothing for San Francisco and when he was winning games for you guys, you know? I didn't see that year that he, he uh, well, when y'all went to the, I went to the Super Bowl, the um, punt return of Williams. Uh-huh. He messed, he messed that up with you guys. Alex Smith didn't do anything wrong. Did the next year, Alex was winning before he got hurt. So what are you saying he didn't do for San Francisco? Okay, put it this way. No, you're right. We were winning games with him. But also surrounding him that year, that NFC Championship game against the Giants, that was also a year where our field goal kicker made almost all of his attempts. We also had a defense who didn't allow a 100-game rusher that season. So not only was he, like I said, he did just enough. Our scores were kind of lower. Our offense, he did enough just to keep us moving up and down the field. We kicked so many field goals that season, okay, which, is, which helped because he, he's not good with picking up first downs. Alex Smith was not good with picking up a lot of first downs. And so, no, he did. He managed us well. We won games. But, again, last year, as you saw, our defense, we had, some 100, we had a couple of 100 brush games. Our field goal kicker was missing a lot of field goal attempts. Then Colin Kaepernick came in. He was actually able to score touchdowns, which, which I think always made the difference versus Alex Smith. Alex Smith was safe. He wasn't good in the red zone. You know, I'll have to pull that stat up, but he was not a great red zone quarterback. Getting your team to get a touchdown in the red zone. We relied on field goals. Pete, come on. What? Pete, let's be real. You know football. All all you ask your quarterback to do is not hurt you, right? Think of Trent different when he wanted for Baltimore Ray. Baltimore Ray had the defense and all that. All he had to do was manage the game and not make a mistake, right? So that's not what Alex's been doing. So you want these quarterbacks to go out and make these big plays. When they're on the team and they don't have to, all you want them to do is not hurt you. Is that it? Well, no, you're right. And that's what I'm saying. Like two years ago with Alex, that was fine. But you look at the game where we had against, um, like last year I think one of the games Colin played in, it was against New England with um, Tom Brady. Okay, Niners were up big time first half. Second half, Brady ended up scoring four touchdowns on their defense. They needed, which Kaepernick was able to do, he had to come in and, and throw long balls to get the Niners set up to kick that winning field goal. So, again, it depends on who you're playing, what teams you're playing. So, Alex Smith two years ago, when we weren't, our defense was shutting people down the way they were, his style fit perfectly. His, you know, he was safe and won us games. But now when our defense isn't stopping people the way they used to, we're going to need a quarterback who can actually come in and get us touchdown. So it, it's a little different, James, because I think when our defense was as best as they were two years ago, this play fit perfectly with the Niners. Okay, our defense right now isn't like they were two years ago. We're not. And so we're going to need a quarterback who can make big plays to win games. Yeah, but if you see teams now, Philly is one, you could score 51, but you lose by 52. You know, no matter what your quarterback do, you still lose them by. Am I right? Well, no, you're right. Yeah. Again, if your defense is going to give up 52 points, you're going to obviously need a quarterback who's able to let you score then to even stay in that game. You see what I'm saying? Like, <sighs> our de- defense, our defense two years ago, the way they, the Niners shut people down, 
didn't allow for big rush games. His little seven-yard pass here, eight-yard left keep, put in a field goal kicker, three points. I think against the Rams game last year, I think we had five field goals, okay? (laughs) Because, what, our defense could also keep them to, what, 15, 16 points. Now, this year, if you don't have that type of defense, look look at Seattle. You know, defense, we stopped them first half. Second half, our defense was getting tired. Seattle started moving that ball, getting touchdowns. If you don't have a quarterback who can get you touchdowns, you're going to be in trouble. If your defense, if your defense isn't stopping people the way that you know, you're going to be in trouble. Well, let's go right into that. You know, I mean, you say you got you know, got the quarterback second season, sophomore year. You know, he's not doing what he did last year. Do you think this is going to continue with him, or this was just one game? No, I think it was just one game. I mean, we saw the first game against Green Bay, who is still, you know, people still put them up there in their division. Green Bay's still good. We saw the way the Niners looked week one. It was completely opposite week two. The noise, I, you know, I had heard all week they were tweeting and stuff, talking about, oh, we're ready for the noise. They were practicing with all the sound music. I don't, think you can, I don't think you can practice and get ready for that Seattle stadium. I think the noise definitely played a big part. Some of the plays they couldn't get in, the clock was running out. You know, we got flat for that type of stuff. I think Kaepernick, the Kaepernick you saw in week one, that's who we're going to see more of. I think last week he just had a bad game. Yeah, I don't, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting all worried about Kaepernick off of the Seattle game. Well, I can't wait till week 12, 13, and Captain, I want to hear what you guys say there, you know, because <laughs> I don't think, uh, you, you high up on him, I noticed that, but I don't see him like, you know, I would want, for my team, a quarterback that could manage the game. I know you want a big play, but your, your, your people have to make those big plays for you. I mean, look at Jerry Rice. Come on. He catches the ball okay, fire. Okay. Off okay. Right? Look, okay, for your Philadelphia Eagles, right? You have a quarterback who can also make big plays with his legs, okay? Kaepernick also gives you that ability to run with his legs. Alex Smith would not run. He would not try and take off to pick up a first down. He would just run out of bounds, throw the ball away. So you're right. We want, of course, that's what people want to see. We want the quarterbacks who can run, pick up first downs. You know, it's, it makes the game more fun. But I think... Um, but Kaepernick, I'm not worried. I I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, but is it, you ever heard Peter quarterback to keep running sometimes hurts the team because they look at the run before they look at downfield the passes and wide open receivers. You heard that before, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they do. I mean, and that's true. I mean, like a, Michael Vick is a prime example of that. But I think the more games he's playing and he'll, you know, he's taking the snaps and knowing he's starting. I think he'll get he'll get better. I think Kaepernick will get better and better. Well, um, how mad and sad were you when those Niners got <laughs> ran over by the Packers? Pete? You know, we ought to rub that in on you. I know you wouldn't answer your phone, right? <laughs> no, you know what? I was on. I got on Facebook. I was on Twitter. I was fine. You know, I, of course, I was very frustrated because Niners got out coached. They got outplayed, and there's no excuses coming from me for our team. They just got outplayed. Like Singletary used to say, they got punched in the mouth. You know, our our receivers couldn't get open for nothing. 
I mean, they started getting frustrated. We started getting penalized, stupid little stuff. So Seattle still has to come to the stick, play in December. So that's my thing right now is we have to get them in December when they come to our house. But no, I'm hot. You ever hear that one, St. Louis? They go, well, wait till you come to our place. We'll get you then. Remember that? (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, that's what we have to, you know, that's that's the way we have to give. We have to say, okay, that, I mean, then, I'll say again, the noise was ridiculous. I mean, Seattle may end up going, I think, undefeated at home. If that if that crowd is that loud like that, and every team that comes in there has to deal with that, that that gives them an advantage every home game. They seriously have something going with the noise in that stadium. I mean, it's loud. Well, that shouldn't stop you with your play either. You're not, you're not getting off the line or anything. You know what I'm saying, Pete? Well, right. That's what you know. I don't understand Bolden. He just was never could get open. I mean, you didn't, you know, it was like he just let the, the, I forgot what the guy's name is that was defending him that had played with Harbaugh at Stanford. He just, like, yeah. was on him, you know, was sometimes even grabbing his jersey. Bolden could not shake him. He just could not get open. And I think with his years of experience, you've got to be able to find a way to, like, let your quarterback try and make a play for you. Well, Pete, we see that um, Kaffernau and uh, Wilson is, um, Doing focus on that sophomore season, but what's going on with RG three? Is this just gonna be just a total bust for him? I mean, it just seemed like all season long he running his mouth about the coach and going through this in the media. And, you know, I just thought he should have shut his mouth up and wait till he played. You know, but <laughs> do you think now it hurt him more than it helped him? Help him? Well, yeah, because that's what I kept saying was he kept saying, you know. I'm going to be ready. I'm ready to play now. You know, my leg feels fine. This was in preseason. Remember, he kept, he was on the podium saying he wanted Shanahan to start him. And we watched him. He was hobbling around in the first game. Like, you know, your knee does not look, look 100%. And so, you know, I'm not yet saying switch quarterbacks for the Redskins. I say give him, let's give him one more week because it's not all him. You've seen the second half. The Redskins have been playing well second half, like in both games. They've come back. They've been able to score. It's the first half. They're just getting, like, blown out. So I'm not saying that yet it's time to go bench RG3, bring in the, you know, bring in the, um, the backup quarterback. I think we'll see this Sunday because it does look like he's getting better, James, and it's like the rust is kind of starting to rust, you know, get away from him. So, but with you, well, I agree with you. He just talked too much. I don't think it would have been so scrutinized if he had just kept his mouth shut. He was the one that was doing all the talking. Yeah, but, I mean, he was running his mouth, too, you know. But, you know, you hear all the reports that um, they should bench him and all like that. Um, that's just crazy. I mean, it's too early. And once you bench him, I mean, he's going to be done, don't you think? Well, yeah, I mean, if, okay, look, if you're Shanahan, just say, for instance, they start on four. I'm like, it's not on him. The defense, the Redskins' defense, isn't really holding their own either. They're not stopping people. So for you, if you were Shanahan, I mean, are you going to wait until they're 0-3, 0-4 and, and, and bench him, or are you going to say, you know what, it's not all him, he should keep playing? I mean, what would you do if you were Shanahan? I mean, you got to look at it. I mean, you can't, you can't bench somebody that wasn't able to play in the preseason games, you know? Exactly. And you got to give him right. those games to get back into either 
if it's football shape, we'll get back to the, you know, the, to see how the pace of the game is. And plus, I don't think, I don't think PSN is still 100%, do you? That, no. But I think you're right in terms of people have to remember these first two games are his preseason games. He didn't play any preseason. So I think Redskins fans, you know, I wouldn't start panicking yet. It's just first two games. He didn't play any preseason. You know, if they can stop getting down 24 points the first half and then not needing to make that up, they're probably going to start winning. Now the thing is, though, that division, that's a tough division. You know, the Giants, Dallas. All, so, you know, you don't want to keep getting too far behind and still think you're going to get to the playoffs. That's the thing. They, yeah. you, know, you don't want to get too far behind. I totally agree with you on that. I mean, once you get at least, I say around three or four losses in that division, you're almost at a loss for your season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You the, the Giants are usually turning on. You still got Dallas over there. You got Philly, you know. That division is the toughest one. Do you think it is? Well, you know, you, it's funny because you mentioned the Giants. They've also started 0-2. I mean, who would have thought that? You know, the Manning brothers went at it last weekend, and Eli Manning, he was, but he ended up with four interceptions, I think. I mean, the Giants, they should be just almost kind of like have a little, be concerned just like the Redskins are. I mean, you know, they've got all their weapons, their guys are there, you know, and they're starting 0-2. So right now, to me, that division, Philadelphia, to me, looks the best. I know those are your boys. (laughs) (laughs) Philadelphia in that division looks the best. I think Dallas, you know what? We know Dallas. They win a couple games here or there. But Romo, Romo is going to keep them out of the playoffs. Okay, he's he's becoming like an Eli, the interceptions, you know, just the turnovers with him. But I I pick Philly for that division. Your Eagles, I think, look, look the best. Well, we're going to take a break, break people. We're going to come back. We're going to finish talking about what you think of Romo and the Dallas and the Jazz. But isn't that kind of like, remember when you know, y'all division, when, I mean, it was just a weak division, and they won seven, seven and one at the uh, division? Who, the um, um, NFC West? Yeah, when y'all hit that division, and it was seven, uh, seven, or oh, it was something crazy that won the division, only seven wins. Remember that year? Oh, yeah, that was like just, that was even back when Singletary was coaching for us. That's probably been like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, you got to the playoffs with the seven and eight or seven and whatever. Yeah, NFC West used to be that way. But now, you know, that's a tough division. Well, let's take Seahawks, a break. Seahawks, Rams. We'll take a break, Pete. We're going to let you elaborate more on that. So this is James. Okay. Love sports. So we'll be right back, right, Pete? Okay. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James with back to Loving That Sports Talk. You that peace? Yep, holding it down. Well, I do. Well, Pete, let's uh, talk a little bit more about that. Um, I, I definitely like when you start talking about Dallas because, you know, I just don't see Romo being that close. Like, every year he don't do anything. Then the report came out this year, and they paid him all that money. You know, Jerry Jones talked about he's going to be more involved into the meetings he's going to go. He got to work harder. Like, man, why would you say that? Shouldn't that be your intention anyway, Pete? <laughs> He, Jerry Jones, hey, Jerry Jones is trying to back up, you know, why he spent all that money. That's, he's, he's hoping positive reinforcement will work with Tony Romo. You know, let's, let's pump him up, tell him he's going to do better. He'll be, you know, he's going to get us more wins. He's hoping that would, like, work with Tony Romo. This is, okay, look, put it this way. Tony Romo, I think he has, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think the stat is he has won one playoff game since he's been there, okay? One playoff game. He is, you know, he, to me, he's not one of those upper echelon quarterbacks. We see the same stuff from him every year. Sometimes the win, he keeps them in games. What happens fourth quarter? The interceptions. What happens fourth quarter? Tony Romo fumbles. What happens fourth quarter? You know, so I think that, you know, that's Tony Romo. And I think his, you know, we can see he's only won one playoff game. You know, it's crazy how Pete, you know, want to make Tony to be this elite quarterback and going to be, but year after year, he's not winning the game that you want him to win, you know, and you still keep, you know, rewarding him. When do you see Dallas finally going to make a change and you think if, if they don't go through Super Bowl this year or give another year, when do you see when they says enough with Romo? You know, I had actually, even last year, I thought when they didn't even get to the playoffs, I kept thinking, you know, when is Jerry Jones going to finally be like, okay, it's time, you know, we need a change at the quarterback spot. Last year, they kind of blamed it on the coaches, you know, um, they cut Rex Ryan's brother, you know, put it, switched him off to somewhere else, and it's almost like they're trying to deflect it from Tony Romo, where Tony Romo is their problem. He's not, like I said, he, 
you know, he doesn't, um, he plays well at times. But then again, I, that other side you have, again, the interceptions, the fumbles. And I'm thinking, you know what, James, is like, if he doesn't get them to the playoffs this year, and if they have a really bad, you know, they end up with a lot of losses, he's, you know, they might try and trade him then. I, I just think the time is almost running out on him. I mean, how long has he been there? It's been a little about six years, seven, please. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, hey, you you know that's my story with, with Alex Smith, right? I kept saying, look, I've seen him play for seven years. So I would think Dallas fans, they should be saying the same thing. I've watched Tony Romo for six or seven years. Like, when is he going to get us up over that hump? You know, when are we going to win our division with him? When are we going to get back to playoffs? So I think, to me, his time should be almost up. This season, he would be on a very short leash because he, does, he has proven. I still got to take it for Alex. Alex won a playoff game for you guys. He almost said you're on the Super Bowl, Pete. You need to leave Alex alone. <laughs> okay. Leave Alex okay. alone. Okay. Actually, you're right. Alex Smith actually, what, won one more playoff game than Tony Romo. So you're right. He did. You're, you're right. He did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Pete. He had you on the NFC Championship. Come on. Okay, but listen, but listen, though, I'm sure Dallas fans, and, and I have a couple of friends who are Dallas fans, so I'm going to ask them this week, how much longer do you guys want to see Tony Romo as your, as your quarterback? Yeah, you know? let us know um, what they say on that one. <laughs> when, yeah, when is it time to sit Tony Romo? That is... See, let's, let's, we haven't left that division yet because the Giants, I mean, man, they're 0-2. <laughs> when is it that be time? Remember, uh, what was it two years ago when Giants went to the Super Bowl when they were ready to fire Tom Coughlin? They went like they lost six games, wasn't that? Pete? remember that? Yeah. And they were ready to get rid of Coughlin and next year they turn over eight and eight and win the Super Bowl that year. When is it gonna be his time where they end up saying enough with him? Or I mean, they never gonna get rid of Manny, Eli. You know that, but I think Tom will go first, and I think this is gonna be his year. What do you think? This, you know, and see, that's the thing. Jerry Jones, like I said, he seems like one of those owners that, you know, he's already spent the money and he wants to show, okay, no, 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 I'm going to stick with my guy. They fire coaches. They've been through coaches since Romo's been there, you know, and they're always pointing the finger at someone else. I mean, this year, I think if they don't make the playoffs, it's going to be like, okay, Romo, this is on you. This, you know, we need you to step up and help us win games. I mean, they just lost to the team. You know, fourth quarter, I think he had an interception. I saw the highlights from that game. I think Tony Romo had an interception in the fourth quarter. And, again, you know, it's, it's his turnovers. If he can cut down turnovers, he'd be better. But he, he doesn't. He, he's, the same, he's been the same way every year. So if I was a Dallas fan, I'd, I'd start getting kind of frustrated with him. Well, if you're a Giants fan, would you get frustrated with the Giants, please? <laughs> well, I mean... Okay. No, you're right. You're right. They've started 0-2, but we, I don't know, I kind of have a little more faith in the Giants actually coming out better ahead than Dallas. Because like I said, we've seen Romo, at least we know Manning just two years ago went and won the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? That was just two seasons ago. What has, when has Tony Romo took them to an NFC Championship game? When has he won a play, you know, so... Giants, to me, they still have an upper. I, I believe in the Giants over Dallas in terms of the quarterbacks. 
Yeah, but I mean, you go on two p, and um, you know, it's tough in New York. We don't win. Those those people on you out there, you know. Wait, just just ask Sanchez. Oh yes, we hear about the New York fans. Okay, we hear about that out here, West Coast. If you lose a game, you play bad. Those fans are going to let you know. You know, so I think yeah, I think Eli. I just think he has more of a capability of getting it back together, getting it back on track because we've seen it. With Romo, we haven't really seen anything else. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, but with Eli, we know he can play better and that we've seen him lead them to Super Bowls and win. We haven't seen that from Romo. I mean, Eli Manning has two Super Bowl, two Super Bowl ranks. Okay, Romo hasn't even taken his team to an NFC championship. So for me, I would be more worried as a Dallas fan versus a Giants fan. Yeah, but, the, I mean, which fans do you think is worth? Half of the Cowboys, you know? And I think New York will be on. And, and, and don't get me wrong, it won't be Eli to want to get Alf out there. I think it'll be the coach, Tom Coughlin. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I don't think, I don't see them, like, getting ready to trade Eli. Mm-mm. That's probably a few years away. If, if, you know, if he was to keep playing this bad. I think the coach usually, I agree with you, Coughlin, you know, he's been there for a while. He'll probably be the one to take the fall before they would try and switch around Eli. But, James, okay, look, say you were putting a team together and you have to pick a quarterback. Would you pick Tony Romo or Eli Manning for your quarterback? Oh, I mean, most definitely I'll go with Eli. I, I definitely agree with you that <laughs> Romo is, is See, you know. That's exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I mean. Between the two teams, to me, Dallas has more something more to worry about than the Giants do. Yeah, I, I, you're totally right. I mean, Tony Roman is just that guy. He's not the guy that's like you, you were saying when we talk about Alex Smith, you need that quarterback that's going to get you some, a touchdown to make a big play to, to change the game. And, and Tony Roman's not that guy, Pete. He's just not that guy. You're right. He's, yeah, and he's never been that guy. You know, that's the thing. He's just he's very prone to turnovers. You know, even games when, like I said, he's playing well, he ends up having that one turnover that'll cost him the game in the fourth quarter. He'll fumble it. Defender comes up, swipes it out of his hand. I mean, Tony Romo consistently turns the ball, you know, in, a, in games at the worst times, it seems like. Okay, I don't know if you got to see all the games or the highlights, but I am getting so tired of the Bears. Lucky enough, winning at the end of the game. I mean, it just... You see it every time. He keeps saying, "Oh, the team lucking up, lucking up." Don't you think some way that luck gonna run out where you, you ain't gonna be able to be in a situation where you can win at the end of the team? You know, or do you think that's still gonna be what's happening to the Bears this year, please? Wait, wait, wait. Didn't, weren't you the one earlier who said when we were talking about Alex Smith, what's important is just that you get the W? <laughs> okay, wasn't that you that just said that like 10 minutes ago? Well, okay. now we're going to bring up what I said. Okay, you want to go there? <laughs> hey, you know, the Bears fans, yeah, they, they, that last game last week was close. But again, in the standings, they've got their two wins, you know. And James, guess what? This week they get to play the Steelers, who are 0-2. Okay, so they're probably looking at even starting 3-0. So with Chicago, you know, it was like a close last-second type of thing, but, hey, they got it. They got the W. Well, Pete, you know sports. And, you know, sooner or later, it's going to catch up with you. I'm on the way. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it, 
they're not going to be able to just every week just squeak by. They're, if, like, you're right. It's going to end up catching up with you. You're not going to be able to keep doing that. You know, but, I mean, but, I mean, as a fan, though, you're just happy your team is sitting 2-0. Oh, and like you said, you know, that's a, a W is a W, right? <laughs> How you win, yeah. right? Right. Even if Alex Smith is, is quarterbacking, a win is a win. You're right. <laughs> that is true. You, you're not going to get me on that one. <laughs> yeah, I get you, man, a lot. You'll see. <laughs> but, no, I mean, it's like, you know, you got teams over the um, – that NFC is, is really tough this year, P. Don't you think? I mean, you got New Orleans, you got Chicago playing well. You got, um, like you say, Philly, you know, looking up there. You got, um, I mean, that NFC is tough, isn't it? Yes. I think it's the tougher, I mean, of the two divisions, I think it's the tougher division. I mean, when we think of the AFC, when we talk about them this year, of course, the top team everybody wants to talk about is Denver. But after Denver, who are you putting second? I mean, yeah, Houston might be, get put up there. You can't necessarily put New England like you would have maybe in the past. You know, Brady doesn't have enough weapons. Who else? The Jets aren't up there. I mean, after Denver, it just looks like there's a big disparity between the rest. But you turn to NFC, you're right. I mean, NFC is tough this year. Green Bay, Chicago, the Saints have started 2-0. You've got in the West, Seattle, and the Niners. I mean, NFC is going to be a battle this year. It's going, yeah, it's, that's going to be, that's, that's the division this year's NFC. Well, and you look at it too, P, um, yeah, like these surprise teams, I mean, that they thought was going to be something and they turned out not that, you know, I mean, we're going to talk about Tampa Bay. I mean, you thought Tampa was going to have a better season, I guess, was two years ago, they had that ten and six, and I'm over to the playoff, and then they mm-hmm. went had a bad year. And now it's just like, what is going on with Tampa Bay? I got the problem with the coach, all the players. I mean, Josh, what's the quarterback, Josh uh, Freeman? Freeman having a problem with the coach. Then you have Darrell Revis speaking out now. Mm-hmm. Is that bad for a team when you got the star players talking about the coach speaking? Well, even, you know, Minnesota was a playoff team last year, and they're 0-2. Do, do you see, I mean, this, I mean, there's only two games right now. You can't right. say, oh, that's one true. guy, you know, you know, a team can turn it on and come back and just 0-2 and come back and be in the Super Bowl, am I right? No, you're right. I mean, it is only week two. We can't necessarily, like, you know, write off some teams and then, you know, look at records, but... It, it is just weird that teams that we thought would have maybe started out better, Steelers, Giants, Vikings. You know, Vikings were in the playoffs last year, you know, and they're 0-2. All these teams that have started 0-2. And it's kind of a shock because I think we just expected them to do better, especially if you made it to the playoffs last year. Um, so, no, you're right. It's not panic time, but I think I saw something yesterday like, team, if you go 0-3, it's very unlikely you're going to get to the playoffs. There's a, there was some stat on that. Like, you just don't really have a good chance of making it. So, these okay. 0 2 teams this week, you can bet the Giants are going to be fighting. You don't want to go 0 3. Yeah, and I mean, think in that division, team, you go 0 3. That's going to be tough to get out of the hole. Oh, yeah. Well, right now, I mean, even NFC South, you already have Tampa Bay and Carolina 0 2, while the Saints are 2 0. 
I mean, they, they already have like a leg up now on those bottom two teams, you know, just from those starting out 2-0. You are absolutely right. Hey, this is a good time for a question from you. This is from Marcy from South Dakota. Hey, P, do you think this was a wake-up call for our 49ers that they're not going to be able to just blow through the season and beat everybody? Yes. Rocky, great question. In fact, I had actually posted, I responded to someone on Facebook after the Niners game, and that was exactly what I said. We got our wake-up call very early this year. That's exactly the way I viewed that game. That lets them know, you know what, you might thought you were just going to walk through this division and get straight back to the playoffs, but it's a wake-up call to the Niners. It's not going to be that easy. Okay, Seattle, their game plan, it worked. They shut down their receivers. Gore couldn't do nothing. Seattle's game plan, like I said, they got out coached. So, yes, I, that's exactly what I called that loss. It was our early wake-up call. You know, they, they see they still need to go to work. Get back to you know, get back to the drawing board and come up with some different plans. Great question from Rocky. Uh, you know, Pete, that's a good time too to have that wake up call. You know what I'm saying? It's not if you don't want to have it later on where it hurts you in the playoff or during the season where it knocks you. Um, where are you at for a playoff? If you got home field or late, you know what I'm saying? So this is the time to you know what I'm saying? Like you say for that. Then we get knocked in the mouth and say, hey, we got to play. We're just not going to run through people, right, Pete? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I think this coming weekend's game against the Colts, I think, and I'm going to go all record saying I think the Niners is going to be a big scoring game for them because I think right now they know they, they, know they got embarrassed. They, they look terrible, okay, on that Sunday night game against Seattle, and I think who they're going to take it out on this week is going to be the Colts. And you're right. It's better to get that call now, that wake-up call now, and say, okay, guys, we need to make sure, you know, we were embarrassed, we got outplayed, let's not let this happen again. And this might kind of put them on a mission to make sure, you know, they're not losing games. And I think you're going to see, see some fire this Sunday. Well, I'm going to go on record saying, you know, I heard you say they don't score a lot, and I want to see that happen now. You started something, you better hope they do it. No, James. You, James, you know how sometimes after you beat the, a team that's supposed to be good, right, and they get beat, they're prideful. You know they're gonna come out and and just be hot and be mad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so wait. Are you actually saying that you think the Colts are gonna beat the Niners this Sunday? I know this isn't our picks time, but I'm just asking. No, I'm not saying beat them, but I just think it's gonna oh, okay. be. A, I just think okay. the game. I think the Niners gonna be more control of this game, you know, it's going to be, you know, trying to control the game, you know what I'm saying, run, 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 not trying to go right out, throw something deep and beat them, I think they're going to control it and slowly, you know, run up points, you know? Right. Well, I mean, okay, so I know we said this is only, we've only played two weeks, you can't get too high on one or the other, but for you, it's second week in, you've seen Denver, Seattle, who do you think right now has the best team? Well, what we're going to do, Pete, we're going to take a break, and then we come back. Um, we'll finish, I'll ask that question, and then we get over to the AFC, too, Pete, and talk about them. How does that sound? That sounds good. We'll be right back, James and Pete. Your 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving and Paula P. I'm back to Loving Sports. Are you there, P? Yes, I'm here. I want everybody to listen out there and know that you went on record saying that the Niners <laughs> come blow them out, right? You went on record, right, Pete? I sure did. I, so, hey, I'm I'm predicting a big win for the Niners this weekend. <laughs> you were talking about I don't answer my phone. You better hope you better hope they do because they don't. You better ask, <laughs> answer your phone. I'm gonna blow when it up. You, oh, I'm not worried about you. You're too busy to answer calls and texts anyway, so. <laughs> I'm not even worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, people, uh, what were you saying for the break about the teams? Yeah, like for you right now, I mean, who do you think, you, you know, from the teams we've seen, who would you give the edge to right now as like having the strongest team from what you've seen? Well, everybody's saying Denver, Denver looked good in the second half. I, I watched Denver uh, the first two games, and Denver starts off slow. I mean, they don't start clicking. To the second half. I mean, once again, second half, they just run through you. But if you know, you have a team that can manage all four quarters right now, and I haven't seen that. I mean, I guess because it's so early. But mm-hmm. I guess if, if you go with just two quarters, as you know, when when you go with Denver, I mean, they're the only one that seems like you know they you know make adjustments. Put it that way at halftime. And I haven't seen any other teams. Have you? No. Yeah, and I you know. The thing is, too, with Denver, it just seems like they score so easily. 
I mean, I know it's Kate Manning back there, and I know, you know, Rogers last week had 400-some yards. He was throwing all kinds of touchdowns. But the two games I've seen with Denver, it just seems like Peyton, it just seems like it's easy for him to score touchdowns. And, you know, it could be the teams they're playing, their defenses might not be that strong. But to me right now, I would give the edge up to, to Denver, Denver Broncos. Just yeah. because, yeah, I would. I have a question for you, please. Mm-hmm. Don't you see um, this year, I mean, in the NFL, it's a lot of games with a three, 400-yard pass. And, I mean, do you think it's just the game got faster? Or the, do you think this defense is just bad? Which one do you think that is? Do you notice that? <laughs> no, you're right. You know, there are – these quarterbacks this year are, are throwing – some of them are throwing quite well. And it just could be, you know, defenses may have gotten a little bad. You know, how are you letting these guys keep having these four touchdown games? I think Peyton had six one game, the first game. You know, like, how as a defense, how are you letting that happen? You think of the defense or you think just the game and changing is more offense scoring and not more defense? Look, back when, I mean, back from the Ronnie Lott days and the Long State was defense, you know, the game mm-hmm. was. Nine and ten, you know what I'm saying? And now it's like the game that's mm-hmm. 42 to 38. You know what I'm saying? Do you think it's just a, I mean, I don't know. You know, I, you I, I think part of it, too, is now the way these games are getting called. You know, um, from the defensive side, there's a lot of flags and penalties being called. Um, you know, to get a pass interference play, the person just barely grabs you sometimes or the defender kind of pulls on the jersey and that yellow flag is coming out. So part of it, you know, could be, too, these teams are able to score and put up so many points because the refs now, you know, as a defender, it's getting hard for you to, to hold your position down without getting called for something. Good. So I think, it's part, you know, I think that part of the game, too, is now coming into play. All the flags and the penalties and, you know, they're saying people are leading with, their, you know, the way they're getting hit, you see a flag come out. So that's going to help the offense. That's going to move you down the field. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's part of it, too, is just the way now that the defenders can't play like they used to. And I know they're trying to be, you know, protect the players and they want to stop concussions and all this type of stuff, but that's another question, you know. Mm-hmm. As a defender, has, your, has it impacted the way you play the game? See, I know we said it's only the second game of the season, but do you think Pittsburgh is now? I mean, Pittsburgh looks horrible. I mean... The running game, I mean, Ben throwing the ball everywhere. I mean, like they ain't got that number one receiver since Wallace left. You know, I mean, do you think they're done? They don't. They didn't look well Monday night. And you're right. You you might start 0-2 and it could still be like, okay, we still see something there. You know, they just barely. This still doesn't look good. And everything that you named, it seems like they have problems in all areas. You know, and if the quarterback for the Bengals, if he could have been a little bit more accurate with his throws and the stuff he was doing, he had chances. They had chances to really put, run a score up on them. But he wasn't Dalton, you know, he wasn't that accurate. But Pittsburgh, I think, is in trouble this year. And I know I have a friend who listens, Jacqueline Lee, Pittsburgh is her team. <laughs> he listens to the show, you know, but I think Pittsburgh is in trouble this year. You know, they are. It just looked like it after the first two games. Have you have you noticed too that all these teams that you see powerhouse back in the day, Dallas, uh-huh. Pittsburgh, I mean, all it's starting to change now. It's starting to become 
Lewis teams trying to be a power. You ever know that? Because, I mean, you would never see where Pittsburgh played that poorly back in the days, would you? No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. They've been one of the strongest AFC teams, and look at how they look at the Giants on the NFC, you know, side. You're right. It's it's there's a change going on with who's leading and and whose teams are strongest. So you tell your friend Jacqueline Lee that she better get another team like the Eagles because those those Steelers are done this year, right, Pete? <laughs> we can put that on I'm, the record too, right? Hey, no, I'm not. I'm not going to tell Jack to switch her team. She is a Big time Steelers fan, you know, they, but okay, but James, this is the one thing too you have to keep in mind. AFC North, you could, you remember how you mentioned a couple years ago the team in the West who had only won seven games got to the playoffs? Right. It's going to end up being that way this year for AFC North. Okay, you've got Cleveland, Baltimore, and Cincinnati with Pittsburgh. Like that division is up for grabs. You might get into the playoffs with seven wins. So that might actually help Pittsburgh. It's their division. Baltimore the Ravens, you saw them the very first week. They look, the Ravens don't look all that, and they just won the Super Bowl last year. So to me, you know, Pittsburgh, we might think they're done, but it just dawns on me with their division, they could still get, you know, you could I mean, get in there with seven wins. Not that you could be right, people. Because look at all them playing. I mean, look at the Jets that they're playing. I mean, they won one, lost one. Then you got Buffalo that won one, lost I mean, that agency. There might be somebody over there would be seven wins and get them playoffs. You're right. And it could be one of those teams that we can't go into to look floppy. I mean, Cincinnati didn't look that good, but they beat Pittsburgh. They lost to the Bears. You know, but all these teams over there look like you don't know what they're going to be, right? Right, yeah, because, I mean, Cleveland right now is 0-2. Pittsburgh's 0-2. So that's two of them that have both started 0-2. You know, this week, if Cincinnati and Baltimore loses – they could all end up being one and two, all four of them. You know, so that division is big. That's the old NFC West division. You know, like we said years ago, the way the NFC West was viewed and their games would be that, that way. AFC North has taken over for the old NFC West. <laughs> Please, do you see them going undefeated? Two. Denver. Denver going no Mm-mm. no no. What I just think I well because I just think every Sunday like you know you remember it, the movie any given Sunday yeah I think these teams all of them they're too close some of these teams you know like the Denver's and you look at Niners Seattle I just think any given Sunday these teams can be beat and that includes Denver so I don't I don't see them they haven't come out to me looking like an undefeated type of team. Like, you know, they're just going to roll over everyone. Because like you said, the defense, they still give up a bunch of points. So someone's probably someone's going to beat them. It's just a matter of which week it is. Come on now, think about it. You look at your Niners. You looked at them to go undefeated this year, didn't you? Who? Your, your Niners. No. Mm-mm. You didn't? And you know why? No, because you know what? I had even talked, me, you know, before the season started, me and my mom, you know, we always talk about Niner stuff. We had, I had already told her in our division they might lose to the Rams. You know, last year we lost to the Rams and tied a game. So I had already said our division, it's going to be hard for Niners beating these teams twice. So, no, I, no, I didn't see us going undefeated. Uh-uh. Nope. It's, it's too hard to do that. It's too, well, yeah. It's, I don't see anybody in the AFC beat Denver. 
I mean, they play one of the NFC team in a non-conf game tonight, but I don't see any of the AFC team to beat them, do you? Well, you, you know, I think a team that could give them a, a good chance, a good run for the money is Houston. You know, they play them, if they were to see them later on in the season, New England. I mean, right now, yeah, New England hasn't started out that strong, but, you know, Tom Brady always finds a way to win some games. And right. it could be, you know. I mean, cut you off, but we have three minutes to close. You want to get our picks in? What's the score? Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's get an update. So last week, me and you both went four and two. <laughs> we we both went four and two, and so for the whole season so far, me and you are both seven and three. We're tied. Uh, seven good. wins. We picked three losses, and Glove, who is missing again, is three and one. All right. Well, let's get the picks there. Okay. So, oh, hey, Thursday night we've got your Eagles playing the Chiefs. Who are you, Alex Smith versus your Eagles? They. Who are you picking? I have to go with um the Chiefs. The Chiefs? Yeah, I just don't see Eagles defense right now clicking. They let they let people score too many points. I think Alex Smith will maintain the game and, you know, come out win by a field goal. So I say the Chiefs. Okay. I'm going with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I wait, I saw the Chiefs just barely beat Dallas last week, you know, and yeah, they did come out with the win, but I, I see the Eagles beating them. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next game. Lions are at the Redskins. I gotta see. I gotta say the Lions. The Redskins just not ready this year. I mean, last year what they did, they surprised people. I just don't think they're ready. I go with Lions. Yeah, I go with the Lions too. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna pick Redskins until I see them actually play two full good halves, not just come running back on, you know, on a team second half. I'm with you. I'm going Lions. Mm-hmm. And Sunday night game this week, we have the Bears are playing at the Steelers. I got to go with the Steelers. I think the Bears just been lugging out. You know, I think Pittsburgh put one together this week and pulled one out. Okay. And I'm, hey, we're different again. I'm going with the Bears on that one. I just think last Monday night we just saw the Steelers just have way too much to work on. I'm going to go with the Bears. See, this and then week, we somebody else yep. going to pull away from somebody, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And then, James, let's see. We've got Monday night game is going to be the Raiders at the Broncos. Who oh, are man. you going with? That's always a close game, but I'm going to go with the Broncos. You even think it'll be close? I think yeah, I think the Broncos are, are going to just mop the floor with the Raiders. Yeah, it'll be a close game. The rivals watch. Okay. So, hey, stay, stay tuned next week, and we'll see how uh, we fared with our picks. Well, Pete, we only have 30 seconds. I just want to say, for the record, we got to watch that San Francisco and Coast game because we're going to be on you, Pete, when we come back there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank hey, you again, please. Don't forget to tell everyone to hit me up on Twitter, at Lady Sports Talk. Tell them again what it is, Pete. It's at Lady Sports Talk. Hit Pete up. I'll ask questions, and we'll do more questions next week. Thanks, Pete. All right. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.
again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.